Hello and welcome to the Fitcast Extra episode six. Is it seven? Seven. seven. Episode no, no. seven. Oh, it's it's one of the two. It's it's one of the two. I think it's. Is it six? I think it's six. Okay. Is it seven? Doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't really matter. It's six and a half. It's seven. You're right. It's seven. It's seven. It's seven. Uh, well, I mean, we've had okay. eight days of no football. How have you been doing? How have you been coping? I've been all right, surprisingly. Um, I live an isolated life as it is. I'm self-isolating most of the time. Uh, so not much has changed. But I'm looking at it as an opportunity for improvement. You know, there's no alcohol, no parties, no social gatherings. Got no opportunity for meals out, no travel. So, yeah, just looking at it as a chance to kind of learn to cook, which I've never been able to do. Uh, lots of long walks, bit of jogging. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have some forest near me, some common ground. Um, so I've been holding up okay so far. What about yourself? How are you doing? It's been all right. I mean, London's obviously a bit crazier than the rest of the world, isn't it? Uh, well, the rest of the world being the rest of the UK. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've mentally been preparing for the last two weeks. Have you? What, yeah. Like, pr- like brain training. To stay yeah. I, I've I'm been... Also, like putting your coat on and then coming back <laughs> indoors. Just practising. <laughs> no, and I, I've just been like, I, I don't know. I, I know this is going to sound really stupid, but a lot of people, even seven to ten days ago, were like to me, the Euros is going to go on. Like, it's definitely, like, there's I too know, much money involved. I and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you understand the gravity of this situation. Like, no. the Euros is but a speck of dust in the in the global economy you, you can't put figures to it you know when you've got the yeah, the, the, yeah. the 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 bank of england printing another 200 billion pounds yeah uh, the, the euros almost seems very small and the same i had friends saying you know glastonbury will still go and i was like you're absolutely insane if you think this is gonna yeah i know the guy only cancelled it didn't he a couple of days oh, ago insane and this was um what th- what four or five days after uh boris johnson had said that um, emergency services wouldn't be at a big events so effectively yep, yep, he, yep, yep. he he hadn't directly shut the government hadn't directly shut them down but in effect that they had because you either have to hire out mm. private um emergency staff which i'm not sure how many of them are are kind of you know plodding about these days um mm. but uh yeah i mean i just found it ins- I, I i was going i was in i was in the situation where i was like okay either i'm insane and i'm completely overreacting or the rest of the world, or the people that I'm speaking to, are absolutely insane. And I trusted my gut and went with the the latter. Um, and I've 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 tempted I've I've kind of been right so far in that regard. So I'm I'm still quite cautious. Like I've been speaking to a lot of people about when football return, and I'm still in the kind of July camp, July August yeah, camp. Yeah. Well, we just got a tweet go out before we came on air. It was on BBC Sport. Bear with me while I find it. La Liga president Javier Tebas says uh, Europe's top leagues and competitions are planning to resume in mid-May. I just think that's awfully optimistic. I mean, until we see the COVID curve sort of flatten in Italy, Spain, Germany, UK. I mean, in Europe, it's still on the incline, isn't it? Well, yes. this is according to FT, Financial Times data I was looking at this morning. It, it so is, it is. Until we get that flat or get on top of it, I mean, we're not even hit the worst of it yet. I think it's very difficult to s- suggest when it's going to return. Hmm. I, I really do think uh, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? You can't... And, and there's going to be things like, you know, are footballers going to want to play? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, are they gonna yeah, yeah. are they gonna want to to play while everyone else is indoors? Maybe they will. You know, maybe yeah, they will. Yeah, and that's maybe not been touched won't. upon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Italy. I mean, it's so sad what's happening over mm. there. And it is so you just terrible. you just don't know how footballers and that football family and community are they going to want to play in honor and to give the Italian people something to you know uh, watch on TV and kind of bring some normality back, or are they going to want to? not play because it's been such a tragedy on their kind of mindset. So I just don't think we know, we don't know anything more. Although last Thursday, you know, I recorded it. I think it was a flat day, wasn't it? Because mm. Rigani got it the night before as of an all friends. That was kind of like reality hit, wasn't it? That that's was, when, that's when everyone yeah. was like, oh, we are actually going to yeah, not yeah, see yeah. football and for a while. That's right. And we saw a bit of money. Well, not a bit, quite a bit of money leave the market, didn't we, last Thursday? Quite a few sell-offs. And... As I was recording, people were messaging saying, you know, what's going on? When's football going to return? So that was a bit of a, um, a reality check of where we are and the kind of uh, the state of the the global um, mindset and virus. Yeah. But we're all... Do you know as well, last Thursday night, the Premier League were going to play fixtures, weren't they, with full crowds? Yeah, it was as only that... <laughs> it was only a day after. As at lo- <sighs> it was It was... Well, I mean, Tuesday, we were, Arsenal were supposed to play Man City on Wednesday, weren't they? Yeah, that was cool. And Tuesday night, very late night, we had Mikel Arteta diagnosed, who is thankfully doing better. Um, Was it Tuesday night? It must have been, right? It was the... I thought when... Was it... Well, Um... we were going to play on Wednesday, so it must have been... must have been Tuesday night, right? I didn't didn't think we got the Arteta news until the Thursday. But that's not... Or Wednesday late night. Because we were supposed... Well, it got... Oh, no, we... Yeah, you're right, actually. No, you're right, because we... The Arsenal squad got quarantined, didn't they? Because of the yeah, old Olympiacos that's chairman thing. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. Like I think um, I think the mid-May. I, I think the Premier League are always going to be optimistic, aren't they? But the yeah. realities are that no one really knows. No, I I, I love I, I speculate for a living, so I'm always inclined to try and speculate. I can't help it. I've got quite addicted to Bloomberg this week, but. Um, <laughs> I th- I mean the middle of June, it doesn't feel out of the question. I think from reading between the lines, there's ambition to finish the season, isn't there? Like we had the. Well, 20 I mean, they're, they're saying that it has to be, isn't right. it? I thought that was yeah, my that, reading well, of the situation that it has yeah, to. Yeah, but I, yeah, I just take that with a pinch of salt because what about if we're still at the peak of the curve and we've got a wall of death facing us in the middle of June? Eventually, then they may say, well, you know, we just can't or something. I don't know, but mm. the yeah, they want to finish as we record this today. They want to finish, don't they? And I think that there's a lot of money on the line. And if they can provide some entertainment and get back out playing, they probably will do so. Um, what, what did you make of the, the, the rumours about opening the transfer window as soon as possible so so players can at least trade some of their assets or uh, teams can at least sell and buy some yeah, of their assets? I, yeah, that was a ch- was it championship clubs. Championship it? clubs, yeah, wanted yeah, to petition make, to do that. Makes sort of sense, but... We've just never seen this before in our lifetimes, have we? This mm. situation we're in. So, I just... what would you make of that? You're a big NFL fan. That loads of trades yeah. are still going ongoing there. Like, talk, talk, yeah. walk me through it. How's that still happening? Well, NFL owners are angry about it because they're like, you know, this is just madness. This is not a good look for the league when we're giving out. So, free agency. So, okay, let's rewind. NFL players um, mm. that became free agents, i.e., their contracts expired. Free agency opened on the. I think Wednesday this week, so the 18th of March, but you could legally tamper from the 16th, from last Monday. Um, so they've been given out multi-year, multi-million dollar contracts, and the NFL owners are upset about that because they're like, this isn't a good look against the backdrop of a global pandemic. We're giving out, you know, 
Tom Brady, for example, I think is picking up a two-year, $60 million deal for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've had uh, big receivers, tight ends move clubs. So franchises, rather, I guess you could call it. So I don't think it's a good look. Um, they're saying that where business can continue, it should. And, you know, they can do free agent signings behind closed doors. The medicals have been quite interesting because you haven't had players that necessarily have been on jets flying into medicals at the franchise. They've been yeah. doing it at a neutral site with the impartial doctor. So things are taking a little bit longer to get deals done. But, you know, I don't think it's a good look. But then again, it, it gives sports, it gives some normality, doesn't it, to the US people and something to talk about. It um, does, it does. If you, if, you can, if you can do it right without putting people at risk or, you know, at danger, then I guess, I guess why not? Yeah, do you, do you reckon we'll see something like that in in the footballing world? Ah, oh, I was going to ask you this today. <laughs> that's that's the biggest piece for me that I want. I want to hear from you and what the answer is. Like, how are they going to squ- squeeze this in? Let's play the game of like, let's play a hypothetical game that they they pick up football mid June and they try and finish the season by mid July. Um, what's going to happen to the transfer window? Is it still going to open and overlap football? Or are they going to move the transfer window? I think it will have to overlap football. I can't see how it doesn't. Ah. Like, but how I, can you have players flying in for medicals when they've got club games going on? Well, that, that, like, I've, I told you, I watched Sam Nasri play for Arsenal and two weeks later he was a City player. You know, it happens. Uh, we used yeah. we people forget like it, this is the first season where the transfer window is closed before football, so it wouldn't be beyond the realms of imagination to have it happen again. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, we got uh, Hakim Ziyech signed, didn't we, in January? Yeah. I mean, what, well, that's after. Uh, yeah, exactly. And also, yeah, exactly. In during January, that's happening anyway, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I guess. It, yeah, like, I know deals are probably being worked on months in advance, and it's naive to think that. T- communication just opens the day of the transfer window opening but it feels yeah it felt odd to me that we might have the transfers overlapping the last month of the season when clubs don't know if they're in or out of europe they don't know if they've got champions league qualification they don't know if they've been relegated it puts some clubs at a big disadvantage maybe you tell me look panda they just got to suck it up it's just the way it goes this is a mm. brand new situation or, or, or you know the the flip side of it is if you are a an aston villa or a, a club in that relegation battle do you do you sell an asset asset and hedge your bets you know like that's the flip side does it give it, a, uh, clubs yeah. an opportunity to to actually um secure themselves financially like if you're a if you're an aston villa could you sell a um could you sell a Tyro Mings or a Jack Grealish for a lot of money? But you're not. But you're not going to either. It's so no, you've you're got not. a chance of survival, realistically speaking. You're you know, not going to sell those players. No, it's down to goal difference. Was one or two points. Would you not fight for survival for your fans for the football club? That's the bit that gets me. How a transfer is going to be affected? That's a big question mark. I believe. Well, my gut says, and it's not really worth a lot. But anyway, but my opinion is that we do finish the football season. Mm. I think I, we do as well. Okay, so that's what because we we were both on the same page that Euros were off, and I think yes. that was a, that was one chess piece. You know, that's one pawn moved on the chessboard. Okay, that gives us some space to work with, doesn't it, to finish the leagues? So, so, so gun, gun to your head, when yeah. does this um, football season restart? When, when do we see the first? Yeah. Let's just give me the the date of the first because I'm on. I was on the I was on Betfair, right? Yeah, and I was looking at these markets as as to when people are speculating the Premier League starts, yeah. um, and there is absolutely no money for. Mm. Um, so, will the Premier League resume by the first of May? 
no is currently 1.01. There's no money. No one is willing to... There's no liquidity there. No one's willing to put up a bet on it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, against it. But there is, you know, the odds you can get on yes are about 2.42. The market's very thin, but, you know... People are mm-hmm. people are still speculating on that kind of thing, but mm. like, yeah. What what do you think the the char- like first of May? I've, I think is out of the question. Yeah, I've circled uh, trooping the colour day Saturday June the thirteenth. Saturday June, <laughs> that's so specific. Listen, I'm a man of detail. <laughs> uh, so... I, I I still think that's optimistic. I think I'd be very surprised if we saw that's it th- before. It's three months away. Yeah. It gives us twelve weeks. I mean, even Boris last night backed me up. Because um, <laughs> he said by twelve weeks we may have some normality. Now you take it with a pinch of salt, and obviously the data coming through isn't particularly yeah. rosy at the moment of where we are with infections and deaths. But three months from this point feels the kind of earliest. I'd be over the moon if we got it back by June the thirteenth. Put it that way. Yeah, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, I'd be over the moon with that as well. I, I late June, early July for me is the. Yeah, I think that's that's. So are we going to get optimistic. a rush on PB? Let's say it comes back on June the 13th. Are we going to get a slight rush on PB players? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we'd see the the braver souls going in hard at the beginning. And then I think a lot of people would drip money in um, when we have like a run of games. Because I think there is a fear that if, you know, normality resumes, then these these numbers are just going to go up again, aren't they? What, infections? Yes, yeah, well, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm no Hong expert, Kong. but that's that's no, no, the... no. Yeah, Hong Kong had 48 cases today, which is I think a daily high for them, which is not good. 34 out of the 48 were from travellers that come into the country. I think it was in the party district of Hong Kong. So that's the risk, isn't it? That we get second or secondary or tertiary outbreaks. Um. So yeah, it, who knows? I I think to go back to football index though, which I guess I'm sort of trying to think about. We sh- we probably will get a rush on PB players if we get football if we get a date announced for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other thing is that there's going to be a, an announcement on uh, Tuesday, apparently. Yep. Because um, yep. I mean, Adam said that there'll be an announcement after the Premier League uh, talks yeah. about their plans. And what what can you see coming? They they seem to say mm-hmm. think it's going to be quite quite big. But I mean, what can they I, actually I, do? Can I throw that? I always seem to go first, and I'm kind of feeling the dark. Let me put you on. <laughs> let me put you under pressure. So, what do you expect next Tuesday? And I'll, I'll chip in after that. <laughs> um, <I'd, laughs> what would you I'd, like? I'd just be very happy if they um, continued their current offering until that date that the Premier League have kind of stipulated, the first of May. Um, I'd be happy with that. I, I mean, it would be just an extension of a what um, of how many weeks on there on the the double. Uh, the double media, uh, the double payouts, and then a week on the bonus, right? So, uh, I don't think I think that'd be quite big for me. Um, I think they could add maybe a penny for fourth and fifth, but I don't, I don't really. Uh, a lot of people are clamouring for that. I don't really see it as that big a deal. It's you know, what can they actually do? They're not gonna, they're not gonna make it ten, eight, six, four, two. I mean, you know, shoot me no, now no, if no. that happens. No, you know, no, that no, they, that'd they be won't. a big liability, wouldn't it? But no, if it's won't. if it's ten, six, two, one, one, then I don't think that's a lot more out of their coffers. And I think if what? it pleased a lot of people, then yeah. For... What have we got now? Ten, six, two. Yes, that's double. So five, three, one. Up yes, to ten, six, two. Yeah. So I'd take. Eight five three one one, five places of media, something like that. I, I, I'm not with some accounts that want to kind of 
push, you know, let's bring forward next year's PB. Let's dangle carrots for the next season. I just think Football Index is in their best interest in this time of economic uncertainty to stay agile. Yeah, how can, how, can, how, can you actually, how can you actually forecast anything? It's very difficult. How can you nail colours to the mast and announce dividends for next season, which may be massive? They may have thought, OK, we're going to go with this big, big number. But there might have been an impact on new users that have been scared off, sadly, with, with what's happened. We don't know the state of the UK economy. We don't know if football's going to be back. We don't know if the season's going to be... Delayed. It's very hard for them to, to push them in a corner and make them come out and nail down these numbers. So by moving, I guess, you know, bit by bit, along with the formal announcements, I don't mind that. Mm. I think it's going to be very hard to stimulate this market in the short term. Don't you agree? Yes. Yeah. And I, and I and think I, it's... I don't, yeah. you know, people. I think a lot of people are asking for too much. Like it's, it's. Look at, look at, look at what's actually happening in real markets, right? Oh, the, yeah. the, the Fed, the the central bank of England, they're pumping crazy, unprecedented amount of money into the economy, and it is just about kind of above flatline. It is. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's the situation sh- that we're currently. It showed in. some life, didn't it? The FTSE showed some life this morning. A little bit, but ah, like a few, like 150 points, nothing major. So to expect fireworks and huge surges in our football index world, I think that's, um, I think that's a big ask. I'd love to see it, and I'd like to think that early investors will be, or current investors, sorry is the word, will be rewarded. And we will be, I have no doubt, once football returns, the clamouring to watch it again and gamble on it. It's going to be like we've <laughs> never seen before. Did, did you see that tweet where it was... <laughs> Cracked me up a lot where it was like um, all of you who have been complaining about uh, things like Burnley versus Southampton being the super yeah. super Sunday 5.30 yeah. kickoff game. I bet that would feel like uh, El Clasico at the moment, which is yeah. funny and true, yeah. isn't it? It's true. It's true. Anything's going to be the excitement, even behind closed doors. It's going to be like nothing we've seen. So we, I think the market's going to go berserk. I, I want to go back turns. to COVID slightly. Sorry. I know, ooh, I know, yeah. ooh, I'm looking at COVID. Germany here. How have they got so... Are they testing rapidly? They've got over 16,000 cases confirmed and only 44 deaths. It, what is going on there? No idea. It is crazy, is, isn't is it? Is that from the... What, 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 what source date is that? That is from the... Uh, the 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 ops dashboard that everyone seems to be using. Oh yes, yes, yes. I mean yeah, that is I, that is outstanding. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. How have they is. how have they managed that? I mean, it's yeah. I don't really know what to say. I you know I, a lot of people look at the the United. I think the United Kingdom numbers are probably probably quite similar to Germany, although we probably have more people infected. There's you know what is it three thousand three hundred now? I reckon there's probably we're 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 well we're at steeper incline i think than germany but that's that's on the official numbers isn't it that's on the oh yes do you know what i mean yes. we're only testing now seven and a half thousand people a day yeah that's right obviously the infections you're going to see come through um so you'd expect that but the, the data i've got though here in front of me is on the y-axis you've got cumulative number of deaths mm, okay so i'm looking i'm looking at more okay you're looking at um, mortality rates yes and I'm, that's the data i'm looking at but mm. um all right well um Um, (laughs) (laughs) moving on moving back on to uh more rosy we we had the uh cto of football index make his first public appearance didn't we we did we did now tell me about it i haven't you haven't listened terrible i've not had a chance to listen 
Because I've been watching marble racing, I've been walking <laughs> in the forests, I've been watching old PlayStation games on YouTube, going down memory lane, playing with the boy. So tell me what the CD... I'm going to listen to it today, but what were the headline figures? So what was there was a lot of chat about... Uh... Like how they're planning on migrating their tech. So he is, he talked about kind of like his experience with, um, you know, platforms, trading platforms, and how it gets to a point where, um, you can't really cope with more than a certain amount of people on the platform. And he basically said that the numbers that we're working with right now are, uh, about, five you know we've got about you know 500 plus thousand signups about two to three hundred thousand i think i said he said were active or had deposited or received a dividend um and then he had about i think it was like 35 to fifty thousand active monthly and then at any given point in a day there's a thousand people on the platform i think or up to so that's you know reasonable amounts of uh see i don't I wish, can people DM me or send me messages? I, I need to know. I need to benchmark this data against something. So if we've got 500,000 people that have signed up, we've got 200,000 uh, people that have deposited, so that's 40%, and then 50,000 monthly users that trade, so that's a 10% hit rate. How would that compare to a Bet365, a Betfair, a Hargreaves Lansdowne, uh, i shares i don't where does that put football index because i've seen people say that's a terrible clip you know that's a poor conversion rate but it doesn't these numbers are just numbers to me without context and somewhat i don't I, do you know the answer uh, it's so hard to get a benchmark because it's so like a lot of companies will not uh reveal Issue, those so right. i i will i will go back to my background of the the financial world yeah. um i you know, there are people like Revolut, for example, digital banks, who will say that they have yeah. 7 million plus customers. Uh, and Monzo, for example, will say they have 4 million plus. Yeah. Now, how many of those actually use those accounts, right? Yeah. I would be amazingly surprised if over 2, 3 million people actually use Revolut regularly. Yeah. So that's, yeah, a, that's say, 50%. And then how many people actually use it as their main bank? I don't know, probably under a million or so. Maybe and a million it, and it, Yeah, yeah. Do you know what true. I mean? I like, mean, it's so have... hard. It is. And I don't even know if that's the right benchmark because that's a kind of daily banking app or yeah. card, isn't it? But, but Whereas even, the examples say, I want are say... the ones that you need to fund. You need to sign up to something, which is number one, have a browser of the site. Then you need to actually click on deposit and fund this investment or this gamble. Let, let's That's say, let's say bet three, six, five then. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. There will be people that maybe log in once every two months. Right. And yep. place a bet. And there might be someone yep. that logs in and then says, oh, I don't actually want to place that bet anymore. Like, where do you draw the line? Do you know what I mean? Like every number that you get in these kind of acquisition and retention numbers, yeah, it's yeah. hard to benchmark them against each other unless the variables are exactly the same, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, of course, of course. But yeah, it would, yeah. I mean, unless you've got um, like a professional services firm, like we used to do benchmarking and we'd obviously, when the professional service firm handles the benchmarking exercise, they control the variables and the inputs into it. So you might be able to get a bit of a better read. But yeah, when they're just self-publicizing these numbers, obviously, yeah, you don't know everything that's going into it. But uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see if anyone could get back to us or provide some insight for that because 40% of people that sign up to it deposit money. I don't know. Phil, what, what's your gut reaction? Feel low or feel high? Um, I expected about, yeah, 30 to 50 percent 
like yeah, that's what yeah. the, the the benchmark that I've been going on. And then I always I go on the active traders. Always go on ten to ten to twenty five percent. I think that's you know, like yeah. it's it, did, did, did on the podcast. Did they say did they have a tone to it? Like they were pleased with it. They're looking to increase it, or did I they think, just? I give think it, they felt quite pleased. Fact. They were quite yeah. pleased. And, and one of, yeah. one of the things that struck me was um, the one thousand number in terms of any given time. He mm. said the CTO said that thirty eight thousand people would try to buy Jude Bellingham at the same time. Wow. So that is 38x the capacity that FI had. So 38 times the usual traffic. And he he yeah. kind of explained it as okay, if you've got an espresso machine at home, you make a coffee very easily, but if you have thir- if you had to make it for 38 people, how long would that take you? And that's the kind of thing that he kind of compared it to to try to put it into layman's. So why, so why release Jude Bellingham? I mean, they must have known that they, there's going to be a mad rush on him. They, they were maybe like, okay, well, let's let's prep ourselves for maybe 5x, 7x, 8x demand. I don't think that they anticipated 38x, mm. um, which maybe... And if you had 38,000 people trying to buy Jude Bellingham at the same time, then maybe that there are more than the kind of, you know, 50,000 or so that we were talking about earlier. Like, yeah. It, 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 surely not 80 percent of people try to buy him at the same time that's that's impossible no no yeah fair enough okay and any other that was that's interesting that was the most important bits i think for me yeah yeah because ipos are coming back in a few weeks apparently he said yeah well maybe they'll come back in a couple weeks and i don't know when they recorded it um and what he means by a couple but uh yeah what do you think do you reckon they they should that i saw a couple tweets today saying oh please you know give us something to do release a few ipos yeah what a few ipos why not i mean i I, before i was very much like let's but now if everyone's at home and they can't cope with it oh that's true it's common sense isn't it well yeah but i'm taking it that they're gonna anticipate if if Jude Bellingham was 38x, everyone's now at home. There's nothing else to do against the backdrop, you know, uh, that we're facing with COVID. Then maybe they've they've changed the technology. I'm not a technology guy, but you'd like to think they could cope with the traffic if they're going to do it. If they're going to do it, just ensure that they can cope. That's fair. That is, that is well, those are t- wise words, aren't they? Yeah, basic words, but wise words. <laughs> basic, but oh, wise. <laughs> we haven't, you, you know, know, just before I forget, on. we haven't talked about so Uncle Richard. Oh, have we had a have yes. we had an update on him? We haven't, have we? No. Oh, remind me to go back to Euro twenty twenty. I just wanted to share a little angle I've been thinking about with the listeners out there, the loyal listeners. Uh, Uncle Richard, yeah, speaking to him every other day, he's holding up okay. Similar to me, actually, my eccentric Uncle Richard self isolates a lot as it is anyway because he's retired. Um, but big thing this week is really just TikTok. Um, he's found TikTok. <laughs> he said, "Have found TikTok and now addicted to it." Trying to learn to dance up the stairs like, <laughs> like Perry and Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. As I can't get out, spending time watching live video cams on Earthcam and Ice Spy. And no, not that sort of live video cam. That's cheeky. Um, good luck with the show. How's he, so, how's he coping? He's coping fine, I think. He's quite amusing himself with little apps, little odd jobs, DIY. I think he's about 6 or 7% down from peak. Um, but he misses the football. But um, he's been a bit like me. I don't think we've been logging in that much to football index, and it's actually been quite a nice break. Mm. And probably for a lot of listeners, you know, you log in. Oh, I hate to say what forty, fifty times a day. Some people. Mm. So you're not refreshing, are you, all the time at the moment? So you get a nice little break. No. And, no. Um, have you been logging in as much? Uh, probably less. Um, yeah. That the media rankings can get sometimes exciting now that they've kind of cleared the old. Um... Because we were going to probably talk a lot about that, weren't we? Before ah, they they cleared yeah. that up, 
but now that yeah. they've cleared that up, that um, and it makes sense, isn't it? It's common sense, right? Good if, move. If, Good if move. it's not directly harming a player's health, then just just leave it in. You know, Good move. just that little bit of finessing. I yes. think they tried to come out with a firm statement and clear everything up from minute one, uh, which is fine. And then obviously, as time goes on, they weren't to know what the newspapers would write about. And as we saw, there's a lot of positive work around it, charity work or there's, there's headlines that don't involve a player's health that just throw the word in. So I think they made the right decision here mm. to keep media entertaining. And their comms has been very good since last Thursday, hasn't it? Comms have been very good. We've had a slight hold up in today's announcement. So that's next Tuesday, isn't it? I think we covered that at the start of the show, though. So that's next Tuesday. So we'll see what they do there. But comms have been on point. I think there's a slight danger of people getting a bit overexcited around what they can do to stimulate the market because I don't think we can stimulate it particularly at the moment. I want to see the spreads maintained where they are because I still think there's potential for a bit of a sell-off. So I personally want to see the spreads held. Um, but yeah, big thumbs up for comms from me. Although Kim did say yesterday, didn't she? Yes. an announcement this afternoon. Yeah, a bit of miscommunication there. Miscommunication, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, when a tra- That's what I was going to ask you. When are, when are we going to see transfers take hold? Well, we were talking about this earlier. Like media. Yeah, do you, do you expect it soon? Oh, as in in the media world. Well, I mean, yeah. we, cut, we had Coutinho come second yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. I was actually surprised at how much buzz he got. Yeah, do you know I was, what I mean? That was like was, nearly yeah. six hundred points, considering everything yeah. that's going on. Like it's yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just looking down the rankings now. There doesn't seem to be any. Obviously, I think just before we started recording, there was the there was some Thomas Lamar rumors. But um, yeah, Coutinho yep. surprised me because I, I I saw the article and I was like, ah, you know, I'm sure a few people will buy, but I I really didn't expect him to to go up in the in the rankings that high. No, so no. Uh, probably sooner than we think, you know. Yeah, that's all, gonna be. All, you yeah, know what? What happens with so. football index? All these cycles start a bit sooner than everyone thinks, and that's why there's always yes, massive well. FOMO with these things. So whenever, um, it, and you know, obviously with COVID, it completely changes things. But in general, you know that people are always like, oh, when are people going to buy for next season? Someone will tell you April, but there'll be some people that buy during March, and then all it takes is a couple of people to buy in late March, early yes. April for next season. And then suddenly you've got this mass, you know, people clamouring to buy next, it's next true. season's breakout stars. And I think we could see what the same re- thing as yeah, transfers. What... I agree. What we've realised as well is a lot of people have uh, the notifications set up on their phone from Index Gain. So if they get a little phone ping saying players up 3p, I don't know how it works. I don't have it like 5%, 3p, blah, blah, blah. Then it kind of kicks them into gear and they think I need to buy them. I, example of that today I've got some Rashford. I wanted more Rashford. And actually, him being top of the media today, give me that little kick to buy more. So it's working, isn't it? I mean, that's how some people portrayed. So you're right. People can kick off trends. They can. They really I'll tell, you a quick, I'll tell you a quick angle I thought about. While, um, the Euro is being slid back. There's probably a list of players, aren't there, that would miss Euro 2020. Mm. Youth players, I'm talking about. That all of a sudden have probably got a great chance to make Euro 2021. Yeah. And then World Cup 2022. Mm. So you've almost got that double boost on some players. The back-to-back. So, yeah, so that's something to think about. I've I've started creating my list. (laughs) We were speaking about that with... uh, I recorded with Iceberg uh, on Wednesday. And he was was saying the likes of, you know, Ismane Dembele, Ricardo Pereira. We were talking... We just mentioned a few players that there are a lot of players that now are actually in a better position than they were um from a very long long-term standpoint well well that one player comes to your mind now that benefits from it being slid back a year um, who's the top candidate 
oh, I don't know. I just keep going back to like an Mbappe or someone like that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like but a... what? So as if he wasn't going to Euro 2020? <laughs> no, no, but as in having, <laughs> no, 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 ha- having the back-to-back, <laughs> I think, benefits those kind of players more than it oh, does. Okay. Like okay. A, a, but in terms of, I don't know, I really... I'll tell you, probably well, a young, some not... sort of young English player, maybe. I don't know. Phil Foden's the answer, surely. I know there's a bit I, of a I, pump, I, I, He came to my mind. Bakayo Saka but, came to my mind. Yeah, because, because Foden wasn't going to Euro 2020 in my mind. And now David Silva's leaving this summer or retiring. You've got another is year. That, is, that, is that actually happening? Ooh. I don't know. Actually, now you put me on. I was sure, I'm sure I read that. Just I... check that before you buy Phil Foden <laughs> or before you take that. I thought Silva's contract was expiring or he was going to move on. I thought it was Fernandinho that was the one. Ah. Oh. If David Silva's still there, then that probably does throw a bit of a, a block in front of him. On that. I just assume more minutes on Foden goes to both tournaments. He's down 55p. No, it? no, you're right. You're right. Oh, his his contract does expire. There you are. There you go. I mean, you can pump all you want anyway. I don't think players are going to fly in this current climate. Anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's. I thought that was someone that comes to mind. That's, uh, I just think it, it makes it quite... Him. Do you know the the uh, yeah? And is there going to be manager changes? Like, is um, you know, is Didier Deschamps going to still be there? Is he still going to choose his favourites? Is someone like Giroud ever going to play for France again? It's it's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, if, yeah. The older people, it hurts. That's that's the one career, as well. That were, that were looking for one major tournament. I mean, Tony Cruz has come out and said he wants to play both twenty twenty one. Yeah, is it going to be then, Ronaldo going to be like, oh, I'll just play both, and then that'll be it for yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. You've got both ends of the age curve. You've got some sliding parts there. So that's I do like that angle. So I've been working on that. I've had a sprinkling of buys this week. Have you been making many buys? Uh, a few. I had a relatively cash, big cash balance that just d- disappeared uh, over the last couple yeah. of days, maybe out of boredom. Um, yeah. So that's that's gone into a few, but I, I won't reveal who. Um, no. But I'm hoping that the players that I have bought, uh, you know, they kind of tick along. Get those dividends, yeah. compound them, and then uh, we'll see where we are. Yeah, I've spent about 13000 <laughs> oh, Done, no, your, was, part. I, done your part. Yeah, done my part. Well, I had a cash balance, so I've been sprinkling into a few players. Um, and we just we just stay agile as traders, I think. Mm, mm. Well, before we move on, I just wanted to remind you guys that this podcast is sponsored by <laughs> The Athletic. They're a subscription-based sports news website, and they deliver amazing in-depth sports coverage. And believe it or not, even when there's no sports on, they feature amazing football reporters such as David Ornstein, James Pearce, Sam Lee, Rafa Honigstein. And um, yeah, you can get 50% off your annual subscription if you use the athletic.co.uk slash figs that's the athletic.co.uk slash fig and i think they're going to be really good to uh to kind of calibrate and understand when football is going to return have you been enjoying the, the coverage in this downtime yeah i was reading an article today on tyson fury and where they ranked pound for pound best boxers uh globally so I read an article just before we logged on actually so yeah hmm. i'm browsing the athletic anything that you've been buying recently that costs more than two pound 49 which is the uh, monthly cost for the annual deal? Oh, I bought two packs of potato waffles, I believe, and I think they were, hmm, I think they were two pound ninety nine. Oh, bloody hell! So bloody that counts, hell. doesn't it? Who who made potatoes that expensive? Yeah, but they, you've got to form them in this beautiful waffle shape, and you you can toast them. So <laughs> you pay a premium for that in my world. <laughs> you do, you do. That kind of production is not easy to come about. Uh, well, we're yeah. actually gonna we're, we're gonna do some experimentation, aren't we? We're gonna have our first ever caller. We're not Is really sure. Happening? Yeah, we're not really sure how it's going to work. But should we admit them? Admit them into the call? Have they been listening? 
No. Well, they're in the waiting room, so I'm not sure if they've been wrestling. But let's let's admit them. Let's see what happens. All right. Bring, 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 bring. Hello. Hello. Is this is connecting? C- can, can you, you hear, hear us? us? Hi. <laughs> who's that? Who's that? <laughs> I, I, have you dialed in via your phone? No, I dialed in. Um, don't know. I just pressed dial in via the audio something. Oh, okay. So are you on your laptop? I'm on my phone. Oh, you're on your phone. Okay. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Nice. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm using my phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Have, well, have, uh... have, you, have you been listening to the show so far? Have you heard us? I heard everything you said about me. Oh no. <laughs> Well, uh, introduce yourself. I mean, uh, you, you wanted to volunteer to be our guinea pig. Uh, okay. Hi, guys. If you uh, don't already know me, I'm uh, ASP. Uh, been on the platform since January 2016. I think I'm using number 2,500 or something. Um, got a portfolio of just over a million pounds. I've made it a little bit more than that. I've withdrawn some over the course of time and yeah always as I'm sure people may be a bit frustrated with been quite a harsh critic as well as a vocal supporter of the product because I'm quite keen to see this get to the heights I think it can and yeah obviously joining this podcast in pretty interesting times right now. Yeah what have you uh, what have you made of it what, what are your what are your thoughts currently about uh, the world and, and football index and football in general? I mean I think it's it's hard. It's everyone's guessing at the moment. I think obviously there are there are some signs which indicate potential danger economically and obviously with the social health crisis. But even then, I think any ideas as to what's going to happen or what could happen for how long um, are guesses because you've seen, you know, I guess looking at the health crisis itself, which you know in turn is a consequence has a consequence on the economic side of things. You know, countries that have been able to slow coronavirus down through various measures um which you know illustrates some hope but then i guess on the flip side you don't know then when measures are released in terms of strict measures how that will then have a knock-on effect and how the whole thing can be managed so i guess that understanding of of the the actual health crisis and then obviously how that will then impact the you know the economic side of things for better or worse it's anyone's guess I'd say you know, clearly all markets have reacted and, and even football index you know, had a smaller reaction. Um, but I think it's just a case of taking every day you know, as it comes, taking every week as it comes. And my gut feel, again, this could be totally wrong, but my personal gut feel is that after a period of severe restrictions, whether that's a month, whether it's two months or three months, I think you know, we will get a hold of this in the UK and in other countries. Obviously, other countries may have a slightly bigger lag time, like it's going into Africa now. I'm sure it'll go into South America more, but there will be a point where we get a hold of it. I guess the only concern is, you know, economically, are we robust enough in the UK and, globe, and globally to to weather it? I, I think personally, fundamentally, the fundamentals are okay, but we don't know. There could be, you know, intrinsic, you know, systemic issues again, like there have been many times before in history that maybe uncovered a result of, of um, you know, of the economy, you know, worsening, which we don't know about, which could make things worse. I don't know. You know, I, I guess that's the point. I mean, well, it's not a very good point, but I guess that's what I'm trying to say is it's anyone's guess. And so, in short, when it comes to looping this back to football index, 
to be honest, I mean, I think most people should, should just try and relax a bit and, and just, you know, take it as it comes because we don't have any control over it. We don't know what's going to happen. So all we can do is sort of wait and see. I don't know if that's even useful, think... everything I just said. <laughs> that's extremely useful. I've got a few questions from me. Uh, do you think that in any way this will help traders in a sense that they're logging in multiple, I don't, I, you know, 40, 50, 60 times a day, wanting daily profits, wanting that notional profit to keep climbing, where this may just help people look, take their hands off it and just accept it, you know, it is what it is. We haven't got that much control over it at the moment. So people get more accustomed to seeing losses and it might help sort of balance people's mindsets because that was always a worry for me. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. Let's carry on, no, carry on, because I'm just interested, because I think I'm going to agree with what you're going to say oh, next. Okay, because well, my my big worry one day, you know, I'm talking many years down the line when this gets a challenging market and turns into Betfair, where people that have been very used to daily profits, monthly profits, and enjoying this green figure, when it becomes a bit more of a challenging environment, if people haven't sharpened their skills, got accustomed to losing money, do they just pick up their cash and run away from the platform? Can this enhance their minds, toughen their minds? And actually, yeah, people have got that more comfort and a bit more relaxed. So when panic hits down the road or one of their players gets injured, they've got that ability to self-regulate and just sit on a trade as opposed to jump and panic instant sell. Can it have that? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely it can. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping you're right. And I'm hoping it is. I think definitely I have always felt, and I've been quite vocal about this before, that there seems to be sort of quite a weird kind of quite cult-like mentality around FI where as long as it's growing everyone's okay and everyone's sort of saying the right things but in this moment I do think people need to get more of a realization that hopefully this is something which you know obviously we're not going to have a situation like this in the future but it is a sign of like you said people perhaps maybe needing to take note and realize that in the longer term you know this is supposed to be being developed into more of trading platform where as you say people need to have sharpened their trading skills their reading of the market their risk management their you know top slice all these sort of technical terms you know every, every single thing that goes around trading in order to achieve maximum yeah I, I never expect people to be analyzing candlesticks and move into like in you know extremely advanced technical trading but just some of those softer sort of mental skills that you may need for it i think it can only be a good thing in some ways i'm trying to look at the silver lining here you know no i think there are lots of silver i actually think there are lots of silver linings definitely into the in relation to the trader base i think as you said hopefully people not only in in the context of understanding you know and and realigning their expectations potentially the longer term but also just in, in terms of the basic principle which you know football index fortunately say regularly um, but everyone should keep in mind was that you should always only gamble what you feel you you know you can afford to lose and you're comfortable with. Mm. And hopefully after this, you know those people that may be a bit more exposed and they're feeling a bit more discomfort, you know, also just bear that in mind. But as you said, mm. silver linings I think also apply to FI. I think there's definitely now a period where you know they've got a very long time probably before the next football season starts and they've got a, a good a good run up to hopefully improving everything that goes around football index so let's so let's just uh, think about order books now we never knew the date that they were going to be implemented but we believe that they're kind of in the latter stages of development where if you're football index where would you because you understand the business model probably far better than i do where do you go with order books now do you do you try and keep the original time frame? Do you delay things back? I don't know. Where does that sit now on your priority list? 
it's a difficult one. I mean, look, my per, my personal opinion, which is just my personal opinion, is that mm-hmm. most things that are um, you know changes should be done in the off season. But you know, I can understand not just from FI's perspective, but even from my perspective, looking at it, I'm, you know, I'm thinking we may not have football now for three months. We may not then have the new season, therefore, till towards the end of the year. That's a very long time with which to be dealing with, well, I guess, you know, dealing with the current system and not sort of having access to the potential improvements that we could. So I can see the argument maybe for retaining the timeline, whether that's May, June, July, but, mm. but, I, but I would still, in my personal opinion, I would still wait until the off season. How do you guys think it will be actually implemented? Because the more I think about it, the more I think that FI will, or some sort of liquidity provider, will still offer an instant sell function. And we as the traders will just trade in between the current parameters, if that makes sense, the current spread. So for example, right now, the spread on Sancho is what, 10 and and six. So buy 10, sell six. Um, Essentially, we could start moving that buy price down to whatever we'd want to uh, and then the sell up and we'd meet somewhere in the middle and probably i'd say 75 percent upwards so you know you could probably buy sancho now for i don't know let's say nine nine or so pounds and sell him for a for for a, a fee quite you know closer to that do, do you think that kind of thing will happen yeah i think we'll just be able to trade inside those i think it will still be there i don't envisage a wholesale change initially like the feel and look of it. Although I'm not the best person to ask because they didn't let me uh, volunteer to use this. Oh, software. did they not? Why well, not? I was. I, they did offer. I was late to it. It's my fault. Ah. The time I got around to replying, they said. Um, they they look visually good though, don't they? From the, the they look that we've really seen. good. They look really good. They look really good. Um, and it's what we need. I can't wait for them mm. to have the ability now to pick up Sancho. But, £8.50. Or, yeah, I was saying weirdly. Or it would have been Pellegrini. Like a, like, name whoever, sorry. It would have been weirdly an amazing, amazing time to have them there, wouldn't it? It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been. I would have felt, I don't think a lot of people that hadn't launching them in this crisis, a lot of people could have been taken advantage of because they're panicking to get out and get their cash out and they would have been fleeced by people that can, you know, hold on and buy them at cheaper prices. But then it's quite a, it's quite a tough environment to launch them in. Last Thursday would have been, but give it till May or June, and I think it'd be more realistic. Yeah, obviously, like it would have been. I I think FI would have looked at this and been like, we we need them now more than ever, right? After mm. the the kind of spreads that we've seen. Um, yeah, I think you're. I think you're right in terms of. I think there'll be a liquidity provider that will provide you know the base instant sell price, and probably their role at the beginning will be much greater than it probably will be going forward, obviously, because we need to have as much stability as possible. But I guess in due course, so in that sense, initially, yeah, we'll probably be trading more in between. But I think over time, you know, the sort of clarity between who's the liquid liquidity provider and traders providing that sort of base instant sell price will probably just blur a bit more and more. But I guess ultimately, yeah, there will always have to be a, you know, the buck will have to stop somewhere. So I guess... Yeah, they will need to retain that function, but I just, I just imagine it will get less over time. Yeah, because I, I know mean, Panda, that... you, Panda, you must, you know, you, you you use Betfair, so you must have. Do you have a better understanding of? But, how... but even, but even Betfair, they have about fifty, sixty percent of the liquidity provided by third parties. Even Smarkets, for example, I think they provide fifty or sixty percent of the, the the liquidity themselves. So, right. 
and we've got bet deck as well i mean i i'm of the opinion that we'll see the instant sell place there there's no doubt about that they're not going to want to rock the boat and it's going to have trainer wheels on to start but then just over time that will slowly be backed out backed off um we need it i mean i can't wait for it i think it's going to be such a good addition to the platform enable you know a lot more liquidity commission to be generated um but i was saying when you dropped off the line this is a particularly advanced time to drop it in when there's a lot of panic around and people may be desperate to take cash out it feels uh quite a hostile environment to drop them in so um, some some you some users may be eaten alive. So I don't mind them holding it back a bit. <laughs> um, uh, my other point here, I was just going to ask, Vic, unless you've got any more in order books. I was just just well, I forgot ASP was dialing in the CTO data. I don't know if you heard the piece in the first half an hour when we were recording. I I made the reference that okay, we've got five hundred thousand users, forty percent of that, so two hundred thousand people that have deposited. And then uh, what, fifty thousand active users per month? I don't quite know how. I these think it was numbers something, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So about ten percent uh, active users per month. To me, they're just numbers. Unless I've got context, or I can benchmark it against like iShares, Hargreaves, Lansdowne, Bet365. Free trade. You know, yeah, you name it. Like, what? I, I don't know. What do the numbers really mean? Do you have any idea? Is that for you? Do you think they're acceptable? Because you've been, a, you know, a critic of the platform. You want the best for it. Some people don't always like your tweets, but you know, you've always been vocal in your support of them. Is it? Ah, yeah. Where, where do the numbers feel to you? I, I think I'm going to be like I, I tend to be. I would take what I, I think most people do anyway. So I don't need to say this, but I take what I say with a pinch of salt because I tend to be more. I think I'm a harsher critic probably than most. But to me, I appreciate that. Um, you know especially companies that aren't necessarily that well-established numbers like this may be fairly reasonable, but I don't know. To me, I just look at them and I just think 50,000 active, 1,000 on the platform at any one time, especially considering the market cap. And again, I know most trading platforms are concentrated. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the market cap is concentrated within a few traders hands, but I just feel we could be doing a lot better. And maybe it's, maybe it's my own kind of inherent, um, I guess prejudices in the sense that, you know, I have a very clear opinion on how I feel the product needs to be improved in terms of media tech, um, you know, the, the match day matrix, et cetera. And I, I can't but help maybe falsely link my um, disappointment at those numbers to the fact that the product hasn't been improved. And automatically when I put that equation together, I, it just comes out with the equal sign saying, I'm sure that would be a lot better if the product was a lot better and maybe that that's maybe maybe me wrongly looking at it but that's what i can't help but think is that they're a little bit disappointing but imagine i imagine that if you know this thing was really sensational and totally user-friendly and understandable from the beginning and we had order books and we had ipos and we had etc 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 then uh, you know i just can't help but feel they would be a lot better i don't know that's my personal opinion mm. I, I i i would tend to agree with that but i would say that um we actually have to take the figures with a pinch of salt i think panda you said that we can't really benchmark them but in actual fact like even benchmarking them is really hard i said earlier in the, the show because unless all the variables of the figures that you take into account are completely the same it's very hard to benchmark them isn't it because bet365 they might they might measure an active user as someone that logs in once a month but fi might measure an active user as someone that buys a share once a month do you know what i mean like it's very it's hard um and i think that i do agree with 
that many people active monthly i've always worked under the assumption it's like 10 25 percent active users uh compared to um signups but we see the potential there don't we sp i think he mentioned that um 30 people try to buy jewy bellingham at the same time that's not a small number is it no, no, no. I mean, and just to be clear, and, and I guess but this hasn't always come across with me, I always, and even more now, I I just, I'm so desperate to see the potential of this platform realized. Because like you said, even those numbers on on IPAs like Bellingham, there is so, so much potential with this product. It's actually scary. And that's, I guess, more where the disappointment comes from is that I think we all know, and I definitely know that this thing can be absolutely massive. I mean, it can be as I think I said on the first, probably totally revolutionary and a total game changer. So it can be. I mean, no, nowhere can I bet on a player's career, and nowhere can I, from a gambling perspective, um, oh, you know, if a right winger tucks inside and plays centrally, and there's a change of manager, nowhere can I, outside of the football index, kind of make a bet on that having a positive impact on his career, you know, because. I can bet on the team improving. So I could think, oh, okay, because that player's come centrally and there's a new manager, they're more likely to beat this team this coming weekend. But yeah, nowhere can I kind of drill down and look at it on a sort of player career basis. So it is completely revolutionary. Um, and I, I, I agree with you. I think, that, of course, there are loads of things um, that we want to see changed, uh, that there's room for improvements. I think there is this defensive attitude, even from myself, sometimes with ASP's tweets in the past. You almost don't want that boat to be rocked too hard because you're thinking, I've got funds in there. And I think it's a natural mechanism for people to get defensive when their own money's on the line. It's probably the same reason people don't like people um, others talking down their holds because they're worried about price drop. So people have naturally got their, their kind of guard up. So that's probably why the messages always haven't been kind of taken on board as you would have wished. But yeah, I, I think my, I, I just would like to see a clear road. I, I've always wanted a clear roadmap with kind of key dates and when things are going to be implemented. And when that starts to slip, I kind of think, oh, you know, I can get a bit frustrated. And I guess to be fair to you, you know, you, you're one of the reasons I invested in the platform because one of your early podcasts, and I suppose maybe you've seen some slippage over the years, which has built to some of your frustration. It, it's not even that. Um, I see the same things that you're talking about. I, I, but I guess what's more frustrating is that when you've seen them for longer, it's even yeah, that's what yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's what I see the same things you're you're talking about. And I guess maybe just through inertia, I kind of I, it's it's like I kind of put them to bed for a bit, but then they kind of build up. But I totally agree with you. It's um, I guess it's a balance between them mentioning things and then getting questioned about them incessantly and maybe not knowing exactly when they can be done but at the same time like you said someone like you and me and even if you have you know, a small portfolio it would be nice to have you know even for example i sent an email to um you know i sent an email to them and i just wrote like hypothetically you could easily just say for example right now this was at the time that they were putting those promotions out transfer dividends and then i think there was another one and i just said look I don't think I'd be speaking out of turn to say that most people don't really want promotions. They would really like you to just come out and say, traders, we understand that um, you just want us to focus on these specific things. And then I just listed like seven things, like all the things we talked about, order books, IPOs, communications, media, PB, um, new territories. And if they just if they just said, those are the things that are our absolute core focus for the next six months, and we hope to be able to announce, even if they said we hope to be able to announce um, some information on this 
at the end of the season. Even mm. that, I think, would just mm. at least let us all know that they're on the same page as us, like you've said. But with you saying, you know, even for me, hearing someone like you say that you feel a bit uncomfortable because they haven't done that, for me, I just think, why let that happen? Yeah, yeah. I just think, I don't know about you, Fig. I, I, I would just like to see clear priorities. Like, you know, every, we're never going to agree as a community um, in terms of priorities, what needs changing, or maybe we, we could on some, but I almost don't want them to juggle every single ball at the same time. So then again, I don't know their capacity as a team. Can they, do, do they have a large enough team to change PB, to change MB? You know, they, t- to me, there are some more pressing issues than others that are holding us back. Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I just if I don't think that I think there are different areas of the business. You've got the tech side, mm. you can manage the tech stuff, and I think especially when it comes to product, you know, media and um, you know any which I know some people don't want change to PB. I just don't, and I've been doing some work on a potential you know, review. Of PB. I just don't think it's that hard. It's just it's, I think people make it into bigger things, a bigger thing than it is. I yeah. think you know if if you think if you if you could list ten things that you thought could be improved about fi i don't see if the new season is going to start in say october and we're in march now i just don't see how other than maybe the tech that's probably the biggest thing you know this global tech hub that they mentioned that needs to be multi-currency multi-language that sounds like a big deal to me Mm. and that sounds like something that you really need to test the shit out of before you launch it but the other stuff i mean i just i just personally don't see it as that big stuff but some some of it is more broken than others though right we probably all three of us here sit and agree that whilst the the pb matrix isn't paid uh, perfect it's improved and if you compare it to the how bad mb is in its current state then that is something that we'd probably want on their roadmap first and foremost yeah yeah no i would have to agree with that i'd have to agree with that what, what did you make asp of the um i mean we're, we're backtracking a few months ago now. What, what did you make of the mb survey um yeah again i don't know whether i'm just again slightly pessimistic but i thought it was it was good i look credit where credit's due which i always try and do as well it was good that they first have first put it out it's it's great that they've identified this as something that needs to be addressed um some of the questions were good i'm not sure maybe if it was as thorough as possible but then who knows i mean it may be a bit like the pb one where they may have already done quite a bit of work on this and this is more just a sense check that people are thinking along the same lines as them which is what i thought the pb survey was my general gut feeling is that i don't think it's going to be the case that we have as of the new season totally um you know flowing and efficient media in in five different translated languages and five and five different sets of national outlets you know working properly i don't think that's what this survey alluded to i think no. it i think it alluded to basically cleaning up this sentiment and maybe i don't know if it's possible to start with one territory like germany with a few basic outlets you know translating them maybe but even then at most i'd be surprised if, if that even happened as of that's kind of where i am i think if we can get the sourcing of names correct so if you're translating articles i don't know marker or maybe ask maybe you don't want marker or name another paper which isn't the, the madrid mouthpiece um can we get all the uh, don't want to pick a common spanish name but you know there are many pedros or you know the, the, can we get an accurate scoring system on the right player um and then the other thing is the sentiment will be cleaned up a little bit but yeah, well, I don't think we're going to get a sophisticated media system by August. That's my opinion as well. No, I think, I, I think it'll I mean, be refined. Uh, refined, that's the first step. And even if you throw in 
you know, Gazetta in Italy, a L'Equipe in France, even if you throw in a sprinkling of foreign outlets, one or two per extra country, you've still got 18 or, you know, you st- if you get rid of the Huffington Post, you've got 19 left, but you've still got a core of English papers that will outweigh. So unless they change the weighting, you're still going to have a Premier League dominance. I think some people are worried about that. I, I can't see it all of a sudden. No, it'll have to be gradual massively. because because otherwise yeah. the the, the kind of bets. yeah the, the bets are going to be changed to too mm. big an extent and we don't want that. Sorry, no, no. I was just going to say the I I I think I, I agree with you in terms of that's what we will get as a maximum. The only thing is that I don't know. The only thing that I that I always think about this whole not changing too much at once thing is. Like, how many more years do we have to spend mm. every year wondering about what's going to come next? It's like we could be, we could be, we could be doing this for like the next four years. Like every year, thinking about which territory and which newspaper is going to come next, about which next revision of the PB. It's like that's why I know people disagree with me, but that's why, whilst I know the thought of a lot of change could be scary, in some ways, it could be better than every year having something hanging over us as to what's going to I, I do think that there's benefits of doing the rip that rip the band-aid off approach however the, the bigger that they get like in terms of money money in the market the riskier that becomes i think do you not think that well well partly yes which is why i would suggest doing it now rather than when we have a 500 half a billion market cap yeah, I, I, if if they could change it dramatically and give us this amazing output, then I'd be more than happy to accept my bet changing because it was going to be for the better of the product. I just don't know how realistic that is. I've got I haven't got much faith that they can do a wholesale big change on media in six months. So I'm almost I'm almost resigned to the sort of uh, piecemeal changes over the next few years. I've kind of said before, trading announcements is kind of uh, what I've started to specialise in, <laughs> um, which is not necessarily a good thing, but. Yeah, that is the way the way things are. Well, oh, what was I going to ask? ASP, that was a key question for you, and you don't have to necessarily answer this, but I saw a tweet the other day um, that you put out commenting on maybe a lack of understanding of the way football index generate cash or money. And I thought in this time of maybe there are some question marks on nervous people around, you know, how they generate cash. I thought if I threw a few questions at you, or maybe you can just go off and talk about it maybe you could put a spotlight on that because you probably understand it far better than i do well i have i have a feeling and and i'm always i'm never this i'm never the smartest person in the room and definitely on the football owners community there are lots of smart people so hopefully if i whatever i say people will critique it and maybe mm. you know, oppose it but my personal view is that football index essentially operates like a fractional reserve bank whereby they they take in deposits they hold a percentage of deposits um, as mm. sort of safety. Let's call it hypothetically twenty-five percent of the market cap, mm. um, and the rest is is theirs, which in which they're entitled to do as they want. Whether that's um, I don't know, investing, spending on overheads, etc. Plus, obviously, the commissions that are generated. I would I would imagine that in the that in the instant sell um, sort of money that they that they essentially use to buy back players that may be held as a sort of semi-asset because it's essentially a share they bought at well under the market value but by and large it's the deposits uh, sorry sorry the shares bought not the deposits the shares bought and the commissions that generate their income now in a situation like we're in now or i guess to go back a step i think to d- differentiate between the growth phase of this business and 
the stable phase of this business, and again, I may be wrong, but I would have thought that in this growth phase, more of their money is more of their profit or, or, or cash flow is coming from shares bought mm. rather than commissions. Mm. But as we move to more of a, a trading platform with order books, then I imagine they would hope to generate uh, an increasing proportion of their funds through commission. Mm. Um, in the context of where we are now with coronavirus and the market sort of um, slowing a bit, or in my view, sort of being being forcefully and rightfully kind of um, kept in the freezer, I guess, whilst we don't, you know, while we don't know what's happening economically, um, I, I would have thought again, as, as per, per my understanding, that they have, you know, cash reserves of, let's say, 25%, or if not more of the market cap, which are that, you know, their emergency fund, which, in addition to taking on, you know, whatever they took on in the deposit bonus, that's their kind of fund through which the next, you know, three to six to 12 months is is what will you know in my view see us mm. through until this sort of gets going again um, um so let let's so a couple of a couple of questions so let's say jude bellingham ipos and they they sell x number of shares and the cash that they receive for those shares on those bets is i don't know two hundred thousand pounds they they then can book that cash. You're saying they may take 25% as ring fence that they need to keep back, depending on their internal policies and uh, regulations. So 50,000, they kind of keep to one side. The other 150, that's unsettled bets they can use to kind of spend on marketing or, or wherever they want as a business. Yeah, and the reason why I think, it's, I think that works is because if you imagine, say, I guess in normal times, Neymar's eight pounds mm. and they hold 25% of that, which say is the equivalent of two pounds. Neymar's going to get bought up, you know, well before then, you know, if he hits six pounds, he's going to start getting bought up by users. Mm. So the, con the, 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 the likelihood of him ever even falling to the, to a position where, um, you know, it gets that bad where if I running into the reserve, I just, I feel is the point as to why they don't need to hold back all of the funds that they take in because players will always be bought back as soon as they start dropping more than a certain amount. That's, That's right. right. And so mechanism one is the cash they take in for bets. Um, mechanism two you've spoken about is the commission. Um, fine. The part that I'm unsure about, and I don't know if, what, what they do around this. Let's say um, someone instant sells Jaden Sancho for £6. So Football Index pays £6 out to user X. If then user Y comes along and wants to buy Sancho at £10.12, do they issue a new share in the market, or do, or or, do, or, do, or does it come out of the sell the, the the kind of the queue? You know, do, does does this user why then buy off someone else that's in the queue, or do Football Index issue a new share certificate? My my understanding has always been, I think we talked about this off offline, Panda, that they they when the queue is done when the mm. demand cannot be fulfilled by users on the platform, then FI will fulfill that demand by issuing a new bet. Okay. Yeah, that may, I think, I mean, I think, look, it, it, the honest answer is I haven't sat and thought about it, but I think my gut feeling would tell me that there would be some mechanism whereby FI would be able to realize the profit on the share that they bought back. As, That's what as I was thinking. Value. I don't that, know what that is or when that is, no. but there must be. Well, 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 you would be able to, wouldn't you? Because it's like, you've imagine if you've placed a bet at Sancho £10 and someone cashes out at £6, you book that as profit, don't you? Because that's a settled bet and you've made... Um, yeah, but, but but maybe the person bought Sancho at £2 ages ago and now they're instant selling for 6 So you're booking that notional loss at £4. 
Or maybe the technology is not sophisticated enough to work. Maybe, maybe they don't have maybe. that historical yeah. price. The, the other the other thing to think about is that like one share could be sold between like twenty traders, and therefore you could have like essentially all that commission from those that share being sold to other traders. If that makes sense. I was closing my eyes there, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, you could buy you could buy Sancho, and that could go to mm. ASP, then me, then back to you, then to ASP, without ever having to issue another share. And that's yeah, where that's the maths right. gets that's, a bit complicated. That's where I get a little bit confused as to when do they step in and issue a new share versus how much they let us just buy and sell off of each other. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not clear on that either. But I think no, because yeah. For, for us to kind of speculate on Sorry. that, it would be quite finger in the air yeah. wouldn't it it's very yeah. hard to know it's very, yeah. they are a private company it's, it's they are the, the, the point is i think that there's there's ways for them to um create cash and enhance their cash flows if needed with ipos coming up in may um with people instant selling sancho at six pounds whether they can generate that notional profit well that's that's the that. thing where people are like oh why don't fi want to ipo players it's like of course they want to it's part of their business model but they, they currently oh, yeah. can't. So I think hopefully one thing that can uh, like this converse, this last bit of this conversation do is like open people's eyes and and kind of make them realise how that kind of works. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think there's no harm in thinking sometimes how the business operates that you're investing in or not investing gambling. in, I should say we're customers, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not, I think as, yeah. in, in terms of what you said at the beginning, Panda, in terms of what people can do in this period, that's probably one of the most useful things. Is if you haven't already talk to people and try and understand you know how the business model works mm. um so that i think there's a, just a lot of kind of stress and anxiety and I, i'm not saying there shouldn't be especially in this particular time if you've got money in, you know in mm. a platform but i think a lot of stress and anxiety around this or even around the product and prices and a lot can be sort of um i think quietened down and relaxed yeah. by people just kind of talking and sharing ideas and trying to understand more rather than kind of i don't know people seem to want to be wanting to be very forthright about things um and yeah that's, quite yeah do you know what i mean i think there's a yeah that's that's exactly right i think some people maybe want to bury their heads in the sands and not rock the boat and just want to kind of not think too much about it and then that builds to fear that leads to kind of reckless trading and then i think it's a healthier community if everyone's having kind of open dialogue about it i accept that you can't always do that on the timeline and you're never going to be able to have these type of discussions with everyone but uh, it's a tonality issue for me. It's kind of how people come across with their thoughts and questions. Um, but no, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks <laughs> so much for joining us. I've enjoyed talking to you. You know, <laughs> this is the guy that pissed, pissed me off so many times on the timeline. What a, ge- <laughs> what a, what a, what a gentleman. <laughs> thanks so much for, for being our, our guinea pig. Uh, ASP, yeah, no problem. It. I actually, yeah, really enjoyed this as well. Really enjoyed talking to Panda for the first time. And yeah, good to talk to you again, Fig. Cheers, man. Thank you very much for joining. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, if you want to, it's probably much better people to follow, but at SP Football Index. And uh, <laughs> yeah, hope everyone gets through this time. Hope everyone's safe and healthy and uh, we come out the other side. Mm, thank you very well much. Uh, Panda, where can people find out more about you and your, your parting, parting shots, parting comments? Uh, <laughs> at sporting underscore panda 
Nice, nice. Uh, if people want to. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> people, if people want to after this hour or so, then uh, follow all of us. Yeah, you can find me at FI Guide, obviously. If you're listening to this podcast and don't follow me, then I guess that's slightly strange. But um, yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone, if you stuck through it. Uh, thanks to ASP for being our guinea pig. Hopefully, at some point in the next few Thursdays, we can do like a full in, full on phone in show where we get as many people phoning in as possible and give them a five minute slot each. Uh, if you guys did enjoy that, please do leave a review uh, and subscribe to the show. And yeah, stay safe. Uh, remember, this is a gambling platform only bet what you can afford to lose not use Uh, and uh, yeah wash your hands and and stay inside as much as you can cheers everyone